It's hard to discuss elections without discussing liars. <laughs> yes, we can touch on several things about what happens with an election when you, when you got a bunch of liars involved. <laughs> yep. This is uh, all right. Let's roll that bean footage and let's get on with this thing. Let's do it. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Small Things Considered. This is Gary. And I'm JR. And we are here, as we promised, to discuss politics. And nothing but politics. So help us, God. And we're so excited about talking yeah. politics. I know. It, we're not. Why, um, why are we doing this to ourselves? Uh, because we feel that it needs to be done. We feel that this is our civic duty somewhat uh, to, for anybody out there that might not uh, might not have heard or might not have gotten it or didn't get the memo or they've been wondering, they could be in their, they could be in their 50s or 60s, which, uh, which uh, from looking at the stats today, that's everyone that listens to this. <laughs> but you could be in your 50s and 60s and not still not really understand or realize um, what, uh, you know, what these, some of these things mean. What do they, like, you know, we found out last week, what's a caucus, you know? I mean. Yeah. I had no idea what a caucus was like to uh, talk to dad, told you all about it. And now I feel like I've been there. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the crazy thing is that, uh, is that you know? I I had I had basic outline of what a caucus was and what it, and I think what it was back in you know, in the olden days in scare quotes, um, when I learned about it, uh, it's changed a little bit because it seems or maybe it's just different. There's just a difference in uh, in the way it's run from. From state to state, county to county, and so forth, but uh, it definitely seems like that is a something you know that very few people understand, which is understandable because if you if your state doesn't uh, doesn't do caucus, why would you even need to? But it's something good to understand because that is very important. Is as a part of the electoral process and that's what we are focusing on this year uh, for this season of small things considered which is something actually a big thing which is the united states electoral process um and that uh, that really brings us up to primaries because we we talked about caucuses we talked about the debates and how the debates will be ongoing possibly maybe i don't know Everything is upside down. Where it's like, it's like we're in uh, um, Stranger Things, and except not in Stranger Things, but in the upside down because nothing makes sense anymore. And which uh, I think that's the perfect segue into um, not into primaries, but what ha what's been happening in in the last few days 
in uh, within the election thing. You said you've been concentrating on the border. Yep. So, I mean, the border has been a uh, a topic of elections. Yep. Since at least Reagan. And I have a feeling it was possibly pre-Reagan too, but I don't remember it uh, really being a thing until Reagan, necessarily. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and Reagan had his ideas. Uh, Bush had his. Clinton had his. Bush had his. Uh, they've all been fairly mainstream. But guess how much has been done about it? Um, about the the border. I mean... <laughs> There's a lot. There's a there's a lot of talk about it, uh, and stuff has been done, but it doesn't seem to have helped in any way, shape, or form. No, um, but that brings us to our, that brings us to our election quandary uh, today. Is um, the Senate in a bipartisan fashion, which is almost unheard of anymore? Uh, it, it used that used to be a big deal. Uh, back in the day, it's the bipartisan bills um, because it, that's what you really need to govern is to get people to come together. You make compromises, a little bit given here, a little bit there, a little pork here to grease the wheel, uh, a little bit of you know this or that or the other thing to make it work. Big bipartisan bill is now being um, all but squelched, all but thrown in the trash. Because uh, Sir Donald of the Trumpness wants to run on the border, and if this bill were to actually fix anything, he's got nothing to run on on the border because he was the border president, and he absolutely did nothing except for uh, scam the government and scam people out of money to funnel to his friends, which I'm sure... Uh, came back into his pocket at some point. Um, Is this kind of makes me sick uh, because it's clear that Biden is willing to compromise on what he believes should be happening at the border, what Democrats want to happen at the border, which is generally speaking more humanitarian than what is happening at the border. Uh, he's willing to compromise on that with Republicans to get funding for Ukraine and the Republicans seemed willing to say, all right, cool, we're getting what we want at the border. We'll give you what you want in the Ukraine. And then Donald Trump says, hold on, hold on, everybody. If that happens, Biden's going to get credit for doing Republican work. Uh, and we're not going to be able to claim it. He's going to be able to claim it. He's going to get his Ukraine thing. He's going to get credit for compromising and being and finally being tough on the border, which is our thing. We can't let it be his thing. Uh, it needs to be my thing, you know, when I get back in the presidency. So, uh, so no, you guys it's can't. It's not even about that. getting back in the presidency. It's about getting more money so that he can pay all of his bills from the people, from the racists who have, a, you know, have the issues with the border. But uh, uh, Katie Porter just saw a uh, great video of her taking them to task today. Um, about about the border it's like you know 
This is why you, you, you bitch and moan, you bitch and moan about the border. Uh, you know what, whose problem it is? You know, it's not the immigrants, it's not the migrants, it's ours because we have the bill on the table, ready to go. Biden said he's going to shut down, he will shut down the border 100% once he gets confirmed because he can't do that. He can't shut down the border because Congress has not given him permission to shut down the border. You know, uh, Trump just acts like, uh, well, he acts like he's a dictator because that's what he wants to be, that anything he says is 100% the law and uh, he is uh, absolutely immune from from anything. And so, ergo, you know, everything... Everything is is Biden's fault uh, that the that the uh, that his his little people in the Congress uh, <clears throat> block for him. So, so uh, what we have is uh, uh, to to vote for. Uh, what it's looking like we're going to have to vote for in November is uh, a, a person who says what he wants uh, and then. What he actually, you know, what he wants is this on the border, but what he actually wants is your vote and your money. Uh, that's more important to him than the people at the border, the people on either side of the border, the, uh, you know, getting, getting the actual policy that he says he believes in isn't actually the most important thing. Uh, it's really just himself. And it's clearly working. And I think that's what bothers me the most is it's working. He's winning primaries. He's got enough of a following that everybody in the Republican Party just has to bow down and bend over and do this. Uh, and uh, although, as we pointed out in the last in the last podcast, he won with only five percent of the with two point seven percent of the vote in Iowa. I didn't do the math for uh, New Hampshire, but. It Does is, New Hampshire even count <laughs> as a primary this year? Uh, they they kind of do. I don't. I, mean, I guess it, there are delegates on the line, but does yeah, it, there's does, like eh. eight delegates or whatever. Uh, you know, as as crazy as things have gone so far, uh, I think I think uh, Trump has thirty two ca- delegates and and Nikki Haley has seventeen. I I am. Fairly certain that that is. That's exactly right. Thirty-three, seventeen. Yeah. Dang, we could put the fact on that one. Woo! <laughs> That's the fact, Jack. That's the fact, Jack. Um, but that you know, so out of twelve hundred and some that are needed. Yep. So there's, I mean, oh yeah, he's had two massive wins, uh, which is you know probably a total of. Slightly over a hundred thousand votes of of a possible well over a million votes. So hey, why not? Why not? You know, um, why not call him the winner? You know, because uh, that's that's the way we work. Um, and I think this might be a good time to jump into primaries a little bit. So let's see. This episode is going to drop on Tuesday, February sixth, uh, and yeah, we're in. Uh, that's in a non, a non-voting zone land, I think. Well, it? yeah. But two days after this episode drops, the next uh, Republican primary will be in uh, Nevada on February eighth, uh, and the Virgin Islands. 
There, there, oh yeah, there the are Virgin th- Islands. Thirty delegates up, uh, combining those two together. Um, but twenty nine in uh, twenty nine in Nevada and one in the Virgin. Almost twenty six <laughs> in Nevada, four in the Virgin Islands. Uh, okay, uh, and then we got a little break until February twenty fourth uh, when we Which, go to Nikki Haley's home state of South Carolina. Is that Super Tuesday? That is not Super Tuesday. Oh, okay. Super Tuesday is March fifth. 16 states on that day uh but on on february 24th it's just super, uh, south carolina uh with 50 delegates on the line um it that's that's going to tell us whether or not nikki haley stays in this race right like that's what she's saying that's clearly like if she doesn't win her home state she's probably going to drop out right no you don't think so no and here's why because she's counting on Trump getting disqualified, so she's you think she'll stay in the race in hopes that she's going to she's she's already she's already made a statement that she's going to stay in as long as she's got supporters and has got money, and she's going to stay. She's already gotten on all the states' ballots. She's going to stay in because she's counting on either either Trump completely blowing a gasket, a Trump or Trump getting put in prison B or pump or getting disqualified which is all three of those are long shots but very very possible because everyone right now is is pushing under his skin like chiggers on us on a summer day in the middle of a hayfield and they're just going to eat at him eat at him because he's got the thinnest skin of any politician ever and uh, they're going to just eat at him from the inside. So, uh, so she—I mean, it's—it's—it it's, it sounds like a weird, a very weird uh, strategy. But if she if she saves her money, she can stay in till the end, and and actually win by default, or you know, or at win least through attrition. Be the, be the candidate by default, uh, right? All right, so let's fast forward into a hypothetical future in which that happens, and it and it uh, we are faced with a uh, a vote in November between Biden and Nikki Haley. Uh, who do you, if that's what happens? Who do you see yourself voting for? Though I couldn't vote for a Republican now. If if someone had a gun to my head, I'd have you shoot me first. So because no, I mean, no matter what, no matter who what Republican it is, Chris Christie, I would vote for. He's the, That's only, it. he's the only one. As far as I know. Yeah. No, because I, I, I see, because it's not all about the president. It's about, it's about all that crap, the crap that's going on in Congress. And, you know, I think this, well, you've just kind of let it in because you, you said uh, we would hold off on our voting history. And I think your question there and putting me on the spot requires me to elaborate well, I'm down for uh, discussing our voting history. I think it deserves it's a, a almost a complete episode. But if you want to? It hit does. It, yeah. But we we might as well go ahead because because uh, people might misunderstand. Yes, you know, I've been called a communist. I've been called a socialist. I've been called pretty much everything. But I was actually asked by the Republican Party to run for office about thirty years ago. <laughs> huh. 
Is that I was it, never I was never a Republican nor a Democrat. I've always been well. I guess technically I was a Republican at first because I was the president of the Young Republicans for Nixon in 1972 as part of a uh, as part of a uh, social studies you know experiment in live and <clears throat> live and everything. But but uh, it, it was amazing. They they took that very they took that to heart and uh, and I was being. I was being whisked off to conventions and stuff <laughs> and dinners and things. It was very strange. The whole thing was very strange. Um, but yes, I was I was uh, I was a, a, a youth for Nixon, um, and then. Uh, so what was your? Is that your first presidential uh, election vote was for Nixon? Yeah, well, I was only I was only twelve, so oh, I really couldn't okay. vote yet. You, hence the word youth. Got it. Youth, yes. Uh, and and my first election was in seventy eight, which was a midterm, mm-hmm. and um, that so, was our congressman from Southwest was Bill Wampler, and I voted for him, Democrat probably more of a dixiecrat than anything but all right so let's uh, let's ping guy. let's ping pong here uh because i will do each of our histories uh i'm gonna go back to 1976 with my history not my voting history but my uh in 1976 uh so i, I was only two jimmy carter was elected uh, i don't remember that but in 1980 i have vivid memories of going with my mother to the the voting booth uh, and going in with the curtains closed and she pulled a lever and and did the thing and I was I remember telling her based on something I had seen on the news in passing I wasn't watching the news when I was six but uh, something I had seen or heard made me think Jimmy Carter seems like a good president he should win so I said to mom she, you you should vote for Jimmy Carter and she said nope I'm voting for Ronald or uh, not uh, yeah, Ronald Reagan, Reagan, yeah. Reagan in 1980, uh, and uh, that's what she did. And I think a lot of that uh, was because uh, I mean, my my dad's always been uh, you know somewhat conservative, and he firmly believed and probably still does that uh, Reagan was one of the best presidents we've ever had. Uh, his he worked in D.C. at the time as a custom residential painter, mainly working for a lot of rich people in the D.C. area. Uh, mm-hmm. And trickle down economics seemed to work out really well for my dad. <laughs> uh, he got a lot of the trickle. Um, yeah, and so. that that's amazing when you can get some. Anybody that could get some of that trickle loved the Reaganomics. Yeah, the Reaganomics. And uh, so I I don't know for sure. I could be putting words in my mom's mouth here, but that may be why she voted for Reagan. I don't really know, but uh, she told me she did not vote for Carter. She voted for Reagan, and I remember she, being bummed. That's my first remembrance of any presidential election of any kind. Okay, so she might have been. And this is uh, this is actually quite quite awesome. She might have been swayed by the same things that I was at the time. I dearly loved I dearly loved Jimmy Carter. I didn't really think he wanted to be there. Mm. Uh, he did it out of out of um, obligation, out of duty. I mean, he was, you know, he was military, he was uh, military, he was, you know, I think he went to Annapolis, you know, Navy flighter. I think he did it out of duty, you know, and 
he always seemed uncomfortable. He didn't like the, the regalia involved with it. He was given, at that time, the second worst uh, recession in uh, country malaise ever because of the whole Nixon thing. And I voted, I voted for Reagan more more than anything to allow him to to allow Jimmy Carter to escape. In, you know, in, it was in retrospect. Was, uh, I, I certainly heard the idiom that you know whoever uh, wants to be president probably shouldn't be president, right? Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. if you apply that, Harry logic, S. Truman. Yeah, if you apply that logic to Jimmy Carter, uh, he absolutely should have been president because he really wasn't into it. Uh, right. I, right. So in retrospect, I mean, uh, two of my favorite presidents did, had did not want to be president whatsoever. That's Harry S. Truman and Dwight David Eisenhower. They had they had no use for any of it. Uh, but uh, and and we could actually bring that forward to. Um, to Joe Biden, he yes, he did in in past tense want to be president, but he got called up in 2020. He was not running yet, and they were like, "Man, you got to come in and save this shit show," and he did. And I'm to be honest, I'm kind of surprised that he's that he's running. And I think I mentioned last last time that I think there's probably going to be a, a a bit of a of a switcheroo or something at some point because um i just don't see you know he, he why would why would why would he even want to why would why would anybody want to do this you know especially at his age and everything so. i can't imagine uh, it's how he's enjoying his elder years yeah. right he's this is probably not all that much fun for him no not at all i'm not getting the crap that he's getting for doing for all intents and purposes a damn good job I mean, he took, you know, the second worst or the, the worst recession since the Depression, also caused by, uh, by the Republicans, um, and has turned it around. Once again, not everybody is feeling it the same as, as others, but it is uh, the sad part is the extremely rich are getting extremely richer. If that would ever trickle the fuck down like it's supposed to, I think everybody would be happy, but that ain't going to happen. All right, 1980, it's 1984. Ronald Reagan's up again, going against Walter Mondale. Who do you vote for? I had to go Reagan because Mondale sucked as a candidate. I mean, that was... I go I go one one by one across, and I look at the two candidates, and if I don't, you know, if the... Whoever's whoever's running, if the other if the other one can't can't run a run somebody that's at least amenable, I'm like, you know, I can't I can't do that, you know. So uh, I had to go I had to go with the, the Ronnie again, knowing that I was not voting for my best interest. And sure enough, his second term uh, just ate me alive as far as a a human being, and as far as a voter, and I was citizen of the United States. And so Ronald Reagan gives us uh, the candidate George H.W. Bush in 1988. 
running mm-hmm. against Michael Dukakis. I was 14, so I still wasn't quite ready to vote. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you go? Do I'd, you actually vote? Met, I'd, I'd actually met. I'd actually met George H. W. Bush. Uh, nice guy. I voted for him because once again, the Democrats put up a totally unfeasible and unlikable person to to run for president. You know, it's like if I'd have known that it was going to be that bad, I would probably voted for Carter, even though he was so fucking miserable. Uh, <laughs> I would yeah. try to keep him in just to change the just to change the dang. Uh, cycle you know not that my one vote would made a damn bit of difference but you know in my in my heart and in my brain i guess it probably would have but you know between mondale and and dukakis there was you know they were the worst uh, candidates ever until um until the 2000s (laughs) yeah no kidding all right so 1992 rolls around uh, this is my first uh, chance to vote, and we have Bill, Bill Clinton versus uh, George H. W. Bush, the incumbent. Uh, also, should be noted that there are some uh, another. There's at least one other candidate that should get a mention there's here. Two others, yeah, yeah. two others. So uh, Andre Morales. Well, Andre Morales is the libertarian. <laughs> Bo Gritz is the populist. But those aren't the two that mattered here. Ross Perot. No. Uh, can a finish? Can a finish? <laughs> now look at the chart. <laughs> gotta love Ross Perot. Uh, he he turned a lot of heads. He got a lot of interest. Uh, he and he got a significant portion of the vote for an independent. Uh, yeah, well, for a wackadoodle. For a wackadoodle <laughs> is right. Uh, and uh, in in all likelihood, he cost George Bush the election. I think because uh, Bill Clinton wins that one, and uh, the Democrats are back in control. Do you think Bill Clinton clinched it when he played saxophone on the Arsenio Hall show? Because I think that's literally when I think back to that election, it, that's the only visual I have. Uh, that's the only thing I vi- I can vividly remember that and him mentioning that he uh, experimented with marijuana in college but didn't inhale. Oh yeah, was that yeah he was he was uh, a lot of that was kind of fake but it was wink wink nudge nudge didn't inhale. Well, I I don't know I that didn't hurt him by no, any not by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but I don't think that moved the needle. I think what I mean it was the economy, stupid. You know that's what that was what it was because uh, twelve years of Reaganomics had done what twelve years of Reaganomics was supposed to do, which was to suck the uh, lower and middle class dry and shove it all to the to the uh, to the elite, you know, to the rich people. And people were were sick of it. We were in a we were. Heading heading toward another major recession, which there had already been two under Reagan, despite the one that Reagan, you know, got the the tail end of that Carter had been working on in the seventies. He caused two more recessions in the eighties, not bad ones, but recessions nonetheless because of the trickle down theory. And he was getting ready to it was getting ready to crash and burn again when Clinton took over. Um, 
and and you know Clinton pretty much nailed it right you know right there because it's the economy stupid don't he didn't he didn't do anything else hw bush probably uh hurt himself big time when he promised no new taxes and then revealed new oh, taxes yeah. that that, that <laughs> like, didn't that didn't yeah help. like a month later yeah. <laughs> uh all, all right. right 1996 uh bill clinton is our incumbent running against bob dole if I had, Bob Dole's if, a good guy. If I didn't he have this a, list in front of me, I could not have come up with a name uh, for the person who ran against Bill Clinton as an incumbent. Could not have done it. Uh, I voted in this election. I voted for Bill Clinton. Uh, oh, I, uh, by the way, oh, yeah, yeah, this was 1992. I voted for Bill. 96, I voted for Bill. So, so 92, uh, I voted for Bill Clinton, and uh, Modern Logic played at the Bill at Bill Clinton's inauguration. Nice. So that was my like, like a like a party in a ballroom at a hotel in D.C. That kind of thing. It was a party and it was a big ballroom. Um, it was in an old church for some reason. I think there's like a whole bunch uh, of different just, parties, right? When this oh, happened. there's there's fifty different parties. Our ticket was second behind MTV's ticket for as far as sold out. So it was. I mean, it was packed. We got. Uh, uh, it was really interesting talking to foreign journalists with <laughs> mm. the press table and stuff but uh, I mean that was our kind of our our big claim to fame uh, of getting uh, of actually landing landing that of course our, 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 our brother in arms Ray Cadell has played I think at every inauguration Republican or Democrat uh, since 2000 or something or maybe maybe 96 i don't know yeah uh i mean the guy is the guy is monstrous but uh for a little for for a little original band from charlottesville that we were we thought we were the 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 shit was bill clinton at the party uh word was that that he showed that he made a very 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 brief appearance to uh not, he didn't come up and was, be like, "Hey guys, it, can this, I play saxophone with you?" Oh, we would have, we would have died. We would have loved that. It would have been. Great. And you guys don't didn't have a horn section and didn't want one, right? <laughs> no, we we didn't have one. Uh, we almost had one, uh, but that's le- that's a whole another episode. Um, Do you we, remember we were, any of the uh, uh, third party? candidates from 1996 clinton and dole well, uh and who, nader who else ran? nader right for the nader green party was, was always it was always there to suck uh to to suck uh uh votes off the democratic party this was the uh, first election he was uh an actual full-on candidate in uh, i thought it was i thought it was also in 92 uh, he's not on the list on wikipedia about it that, oh, okay. that way uh, Ralph Nader so Ross Perot ran again, apparently in '96 in the Reform Party. He, he couldn't finish. <laughs> no, <laughs> Harry Brown as a Libertarian, Howard Phillips for the Taxpayers Party, and John Hagelin for Natural Law Party. Uh, mm. So that brings us to 2000. That that was just that wasn't that big of a deal, was it? 2000, the election of 2000. I don't think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a big deal. Just a yeah. just a just a little little runoff between Al Gore and George W. Bush. Yeah, uh, it was supposed Jr. to be Jeb, but yeah, it was supposed to be Jeb, but something something went wrong when they filled out the paperwork or something. I don't know. <laughs> is once that, again, is that once again a guy did not want to be president was George W. Bush, right? 
so the election of 2000, that was the one where the uh, the dangling chads and the Florida recount yep. and the Supreme Court uh, finally had to sort of step in and finally came in and said, uh, you know, and gave the and just gave it to George Bush. Yeah. Uh, because why not? You know, sure. Um, uh, but uh, did you vote for W? I did. But simply really? because Al Gore's wife really pissed me off with the whole PMRC thing. Uh, that was a, a stupid waste of taxpayer money. Uh, it was in, I and I couldn't. I lost all respect for him because not not because he couldn't keep her in in check, but because he would be so stupid to be married to someone so stupid. So I was just I was, I was livid. I've I've gotten in fights with some of my liberal friend, my more liberal friends, uh, about that or solid, you know, the the died in the wool Democrats, and I'm like, look, you know, I'm a musician first. That's what I do. I mean, music is my life. Uh, this is secondary. And she went after my she went after music. The parents, John Denver, the parents, John Denver, for God's sakes. The Parents I mean, Music Resource Center, is that what you're referring yeah, to? Yes. Uh, are they the ones responsible for us having uh, parental advisory, explicit lyrics on the uh, on our You albums? are correct, sir. Yeah. Yes. Especially uh, which, the funniest which, one was the Frank Zappa, Frank Zappa one that had uh, the lyric thing on it, and it was an all-instrumental album. <laughs> there were no lyrics. I mean, these people were 100% idiot. I mean, D. Snyder put them in, put them in their place. Frank Zappa put them in their place. John Denver, all he had to do was go, "I'm John Denver." <laughs> you know <laughs> what? You know, and and I mean, it was just in. So I couldn't vote for him because I I could not trust him. I couldn't trust his his uh, decision making capabilities because he made one of the worst decisions that anyone could make in their life which was marrying that thing (laughs) you didn't have sympathy for him for having to be married to that thing uh no because that's his fault it's not my you know uh so al al gore and george bush go up against ralph nader pat buchanan and harry brown pat buchanan if, if if i remember i do have a visual on this uh, I believe he showed up at some sort of uh, campaign event uh, after having talked uh, a lot about Made in America, jobs in America, America first, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. showing up in a Mercedes Benz. Uh, and uh, that, that got sure. a lot before of press. They were made, before they were made in Alabama. Right. So uh, that, that hurt him. That's all I remember uh, from that, from, uh, other than the aftermath of the actual election day. <laughs> Uh, so George Bush wins, quote unquote, wins, yep. uh, and he goes up against John Kerry in 2004. Right. And once again, the worst, most out of touch, worst possible candidate that they could have fielded. He's just a, basically a piece of cardboard, right? I mean, he was nothing. He's basically Mitt Romney. I mean, they even look alike. I mean, you can you can go back and yeah. forth with them, uh, and and you know, sorry. I mean, the guys, the guy was was so rich that he had no idea what people actually did. Um, he made Doctor Oz 
Dr. Oz's search for charcuterie in the produce section um, <laughs> made him look like uh, relevant. You know, the guy, yeah, <laughs> like the guy shopping with food stamps. Um, and that was it. That was it in a nutshell. And I got almost, it almost came to fisticuffs with a friend of mine, Paul, who was a lifelong Democrat. And when he found out that I, I didn't, couldn't vote, didn't vote for Kerry, uh, he almost hit me. Uh, and I look, I said, look, what do you have in common with him? What do I have in common with him? The guy, is, the guy doesn't belong as, you know, He's clueless. He's absolutely clueless. I said, I'll take, I'll take, you know, George Bush, who at that point really hadn't done that much to destroy shit. He just was, because he didn't want to be there. He's like, uh, four years, I can make it, I can do this, you know. And, uh, and then he, you know, he makes it through. And it's, it's the, you know, that whole thing was starting to really, really boil up with, uh, with the Middle East and everything. Um, sadly, it was also um, also when the economy once again started crashing and burning, and uh, and he didn't he was unable to to help that along at all. Uh, but yeah, you know, I couldn't help I, I couldn't help but but vote for him. Uh, once again, Ralph Nader was in the mix uh, this time as an independent slash reform party candidate. Uh, and the other three, never heard of them, don't remember them. Um, let's go to 2008. A lot of hope, a lot of hope in 2008. <laughs> oh, Barack Obama. Barack Obama against John McCain. Uh, Barack Obama, 100%. When I saw him on the 2004 Democratic, um, Democratic Convention, I'm like, I'm voting for that guy next year, you know, in, in 2008. And uh, people are like what do you mean i'm like he's gonna be running for president in 2008 and i'm voting for him i remember the where exactly where i was when i first heard of barack obama and it was the day after he gave his speech at the democratic national convention mm -hmm. and uh they were there was talk about it in the news uh and the tv was on in the break room at work and deb gilbert uh, who was uh, used to be a DJ at 3WV uh, and then moved over to Crutchfield where I work. And we both still work there. And I remember her in the lunchroom look, looking at the news coverage of Obama's speech from the night before. She looked at me and said, that guy is going to be our next president. And I was like, I heard his speech was good. She's, she just went on and on and on about what was amazing about it. I went back and watched it. I remember, uh, I remember being very inspired by it. And yeah. could, couldn't help but agree that this guy seemed like he was going places. Uh, and just a few short years later, sure enough, uh, won it hands down. Well, that was the thing when I when I saw him when I saw that speech, it wasn't that I I knew that he was going to be president. I wanted him to be president. Mm -hmm. And it's like that's the first, literally. I mean, that was the first person since Clinton that I wanted to be president. You know, I, I felt bad for Jimmy Carter. I voted for Reagan by default, voted for Reagan by default, voted for, you know, the Bushes by default. <laughs> the only one that I'd really wanted was was uh, Clinton. For the first but, time, you were not voting for, uh, I guess, the lesser of two evils, right? It didn't feel like that. It felt like you were voting for somebody. I, absolutely. Well, Clinton was, I was voting for Clinton because I really did like him 
And, you know, poor guy, all he did was take take a multi-trillion dollar deficit and turn it into a surplus, you know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's, one, you know, once again, he's one of the best presidents we've had uh, since, you know, since uh, uh, FDR and, and, and Eisenhower because you know, he, he turned a turned a shit show into a uh, in, in, into a, 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 an economic surplus. You know, everything was up during his term, um, and the only thing that hurt. Uh, I mean, Obama would have had even a better term uh, of of president because you, I mean, he he finally got we got the ACA, we got. Uh, other you know other things passed. Of course, his main goal was the ACA, and I have to say, as a as a user now of the ACA, that it be absolutely beats the fuck out of corporate insurance. I would never go back to. I would never join a corporation again because I would not want to have to put up with their damn insurance because it's crap. Because I found out that they buy the cheapest shit that's available. And then and then put pass all of the costs onto the the end user. Whereas on the ACA, you get to choose which one you get. You get to choose how much you're going to pay. You get to choose you know all that, and they take a way better care of you. It's still the American the American profit you know wealth care machine. Uh, so we're still paying way too much for everything. But it is—it's vastly superior to what is, what is offered in the quote-unquote private sector. I mean, it's amazing. So that was his thing. But I would—I would vote for him to stay in forever. But he was so ready to go <laughs> in, yeah. uh, in 2016. He yeah. was done because of all the racism, man. I just can't believe, uh, you know, that you know, everyone kept declaring that it was. Oh, we have a new age now because we have a black man president. Yeah, we got a whole new round of of asshole racists that uh, yeah won't even you know won't even let the poor man deal with deal with you know stuff going on. So his, his John McCain had uh, Sarah Palin as his running mate. <laughs> uh, just don't want to let that go by without a because he's a rebel mention. <laughs> Uh, and I remember the, the reaction at first when she was announced was very positive. Like, okay, he's chosen a woman. She seems, mm-hmm. she seems, uh, she seems like she knows what she's doing. She's a governor of Alaska. She's, she's kind of badass. doesn't hurt that she's pretty. Uh, and, uh, it didn't all take of, long. All of that, all of that went through your brain. Before she opened yeah. her mouth. And then she started talking. And then Tina Fey started talking on Saturday Night Live. I'm still in shock that this was 16 years ago. Uh, yeah. I remember like it was yesterday, Tina Fey on Saturday Night Live going, I can see Russia from my house. Uh, <laughs> and I can't, I can't believe that's been so long ago. Um, but there you go. So, But in, in, defense, <laughs> in defense of Ms. Palin... She had a very good, she had a very, very good sense of humor about it because she did the skit with uh, Alec Baldwin and and uh, Lauren Michaels, where Baldwin comes up and it just. Hey, Lauren. Hey, Tina. 
Lauren, I need to talk to you. You can't let Tina go out there Alec. with that woman. She goes against everything we stand for. I mean, good Lord, Lauren. They call her, what's that name they call her? Cara, Cara, what do they call her again, Tina? Oh, that'd be Caribou Barbie. Caribou Barbie. Thank you, Tina. I mean, this is the most Alec. important election in our nation's history, and you want her, our Tina, to go out there and stand there with that horrible woman? What do you have to say for yourself? Alec, this is Governor Palin. Hi there. I see. Uh, forgive me, but I feel I must say this. You are way hotter in person. Why, thank you. I mean, seriously. I mean, I can't believe they let her, you know, play you. you know? Oh, thank you. And I must say, your brother Stephen is my favorite Baldwin brother. Uh, <laughs> you are a delight. Now, come, let me take you for a tour of the studio. You know I've hosted the show how many times, Lauren? 175 175. Times. Gives her hell. Absolute hell about what an awful person she is and all this stuff. And she's just standing there. I mean, of course, you know, she was in on it, obviously, but that was that was amazing to, you know, I was I I was kind of I was fairly impressed with, with the fact that she could she would she would agree to do that. But then again, she'll agree to do anything. So she wasn't smart <laughs> enough to figure out what was actually happening. So Oh no, I think she was that I think yeah. she was smart enough to do that. I think she would literally just agree to do anything. Because after that what she had the the reality show and she you know, all this stuff. She's just, you know, she's just an opportunist and wants to just wants to get and be in the limelight as long as there's a camera on, she's gonna be there. And that's, you know, doesn't matter, doesn't matter why. So John McCain is out. He does not run again in 2012. Instead, Barack Obama goes up against Mitt Romney and Paul, the and Paul Ryan. Yeah. Who would have thought, who would have thought that the, that Mitt Romney would become the only Republican that's worth a shit. <laughs> I know his history since then is like, Oh damn, we missed something. We missed an opportunity there. I know we missed an opportunity. He could have been, I mean, could have been I would okay not dude. go back and vote for him instead of Obama. But if he was running in 2016, I might've voted for him oh, over dude. Hillary Clinton. Uh, yeah. you know, but, uh, but we well, didn't. knowing what we know now, not <laughs> right. knowing what we knew. I, then, I don't know. I was, we knew uh, now if we could, if we could take our information now, <laughs> move that back to 2016 and get Romney to run as he is now and not right. as he was then. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but all we need is a little time travel. So Romney, uh, I remember less about Romney than I do about Ryan and I don't remember much about him, but, uh, Paul Ryan, came to Charlottesville to speak. Do you remember this happening? This, yeah, I do, kind of. I didn't go because, you know, I didn't want to be arrested. Uh, do, do you remember him? Do you remember where he spoke in Charlottesville? No. Uh -uh. He spoke in the parking lot of Crutchfield, where I work. <laughs> uh, oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, were you working at Crutchfield at the time? I think I was. Okay, I, was, I, think I wasn't I was sure there. where that falls in your Crutchfield history. Yeah, but. I think that I think I was there then. Uh, so Bill is a is a Republican, re registered Republican, uh -huh. and uh, supporter of Mitt Romney, and he was more than happy to uh, to host. Uh, I think he had been hoping for Romney, but he got Romney. Oh, yeah. and he was fine, uh, but the uh, that was this was an this was a big deal because they had to set up bleachers and all this stuff in the parking lot. We all had to park elsewhere, 
Uh, and, and the Secret and Service. The Secret Service the... was there for like three or four days before this happened. Uh, we have uh, the sales floor uh, is on the upstairs, one of the upstairs floors. We have windows that you, if you want to look out the window from our sales floor desks, you had to like stand you have to on a chair. climb up on the desk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they, they told us very clearly, uh, the, don't do that. That's not a good idea. Our, our yeah. bullets will go through that very thick glass you have there on that <laughs> building. Uh, and so nobody stands up and looks out these windows because uh, they definitely had snipers uh, on our rooftop in the woods, 360. 60 degree sniper coverage uh, is what they had and uh, all to protect Paul Ryan all for Paul <laughs> Ryan yeah and uh, I can't I can't I remember zero about his speech uh, I wasn't I did go to this event not because I had in any way support or I wasn't curious about whether or not I should vote for them <laughs> I was I was curious about the spectacle of the whole thing and I wasn't going to miss that uh, yeah. and so uh, I went to that and saw it and it was really a non-issue for me I just, of course I uh, I definitely went went to the polls in uh, November and voted for Barack Obama again Yes, yeah, and and once again, I think that was it was kind of the the whole thing with you know that's why I I equivocate uh, Mitt Romney and John Kerry because they were both sacrificial lambs, really. Although Kerry Kerry did not have to be the sacrificial lamb, and that's what one of the things that pissed me off about that uh, because it should have been John Dean. John Dean was winning. And the Democratic Party, the Democratic National Committee, shut him down. They said because he was unstable or unbalanced or whatever, because he was he was yelling at and you know, jumping up and down and dancing when he started winning the primaries, and but they shut him down, and uh, and he could have be I think he could have beat, um, he could, he could have beat. George W. I would have I would have definitely swapped vote to John Dean had had he run. Yeah, I remember and, nothing and, about John Dean. Oh, uh, he was he was a good guy, and he's been he's back in the back in the the line now too. I've seen a couple of a uh, couple of uh, interviews with him just recently because pretty much they're gonna, they're talking to everybody that's been in politics ever right now. Going, what the fuck. <laughs> Speaking of what the fuck, we've made it to 2016. Uh, so that's Hillary Clinton goes against Donald Trump. And before we even get to who we voted for, we need to talk about the other candidates because they are definitely relevant here. Gary Johnson yes. uh, being the main one for the Libertarian Party. Jill Stein for the Green Party. Jill There's Stein. two others that don't matter. Uh, but uh, uh, who'd, who'd, who'd you vote for there, Gary? I'm curious. I don't know. Miss well, Ms. Clinton. You did vote for Hillary. She, oh yeah. I was not well, number one, I would I, I would never ever vote for Donald Trump for anything other than prison. Uh because I mean I've I've not really followed but known of his exploits since the eighties and I mean he was disgusting piece of shit back then and uh and it's just gotten worse so i would never have voted for him uh i mean they the democrats literally could have could have run uh billy carter against him <laughs> and i would have voted for billy carter 
so you weren't swayed uh, in a way to distrust Hillary Clinton. She hadn't done anything bad enough to make you not vote for her. Uh, because there was uh, a lot of people, you know, the emails, all that stuff. And, of course, career politician. Uh, she's just been trying to do this ever since she was a little girl. Uh, that's why she backed her husband. and so She, she wanted to she, be the first yeah. female president. And I wanted, to, I wanted to make her the first female president. It, it, um, she, the, the sad part is, is all the stuff that she did was the exact same stuff as all the... The boy candidates did. That's the, well, the way I see it. Put the opinion thing up here. Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> hey now. Um, but the way I see it, she did the same stuff as all of the all of the men have done over the years that wanted to be president. And she was getting called out on it because she was not man. And I'm like. I wanted to be in, but she made massive, massive mistakes, and uh, and also I wanted to see Tim Kaine in there, man. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Tim Kaine. He's, I mean, he's Virginia. He's a good guy. I mean, he's he's the, like the perfect vice president. I don't think I could imagine him as president, but I could definitely imagine him as vice president. You know, it's just like uh, great guy and great governor. One of the you know one of our the best governors we've had, uh, real, you know, just a real solid dude. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was all in for Hillary, man. I, I was, uh, you know, she, I, she messed up with, you know, which is now very prescient calling them the deplorables. They were, the Republicans were able to ride on that for a while. They were able to ride on a few of the things that, you know, that she slipped up on. Uh, but once again, she was, you know, she was extremely uh, capable of being laughed at and and joining in on the joke with Saturday Night Live with the different things that she went to. Um, I don't think she, you know, and she was <clears throat> one of her biggest things always has been she's stiff and and I think that kind of humanized her a little bit. Um, but after you know, once again, uh, the other thing that hurt her was after. After the Bushes, there was a somewhat of a, a backlash of the the ruling elite, you know, of of you know we can't have the same families just dominate, you know, dominate politics, and you know it would be the Kennedys, the Bushes, and the Clintons, you know. So yeah, um, it, the, so it, my head was in a weird space uh, at this point. I definitely. I knew I wasn't voting for Donald Trump by November. I think I knew in the summer. At first, I was like, "This is interesting. This is neat." Uh, and then, and then he started talking, and it became immediately clear that he should not be president. That was a no-brainer. Uh, and uh, and Hillary, I was in a you know, I I didn't think she was great for president either. Uh, I I uh, the fact that she was a woman wasn't enough. I didn't think she was the right person. So uh, I didn't like either person, uh, their integrity, their history, et cetera, didn't do it for me. So I voted for Gary Johnson, the third, uh, the, 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 uh, the libertarian the liber candidate. The libertarian. Yeah. And yeah, he was the first, he was possibly the first libertarian that they did not get out of the loony bin to run because it seems like half of them either ended up 
the ones that I remember, <laughs> you know, they ended up in jail or the lunatic asylum after after running for president. I liked and, him. Uh, I liked him, and I saw him in but, interviews. He was just a fun dude who seemed to know his stuff. He did say a couple dumb things at some point, but not not nothing like uh, grabbing by the pussies d- dumb. You know, it wasn't dumb. It was just um, like mistakes he made. You know, said the wrong thing kind of th- stuff. Uh, but. I liked the guy, and I felt he was the only one who was, uh, had some integrity uh, and was a person that I could back uh, being, you know, it was a person I could vote for rather than a lesser of. The lesser to be. Yeah. No, I actually, I voted for for Hillary. I was, you know, I, I kind of wanted her to, I kind of wanted her to do that. I needed, we broke one, we broke one ceiling with Barack Obama. I wanted to, you know, I, I kind of it was like a double down situation for me, uh, but it, but for her it was kind of a double, a double up because not only did I want her to be the first woman or her because she rep, she just represented the first woman president because uh, no one else was going to get up there and do that, yeah, and have that much of a shot at it. So. That was a positive for her, and then a oh hell no, <laughs> right, right for double hell no for the uh, uh, opposing side. Uh, but and and one thing we must state one hundred percent, and this is a fact: she won the popular vote. She got th- what three million more votes. Yeah. Than Trump. No, but that doesn't count because those were all people in cities. <laughs> uh, it, you know, it, I feel bittersweet about this election, 2016. Uh, uh, sweet because I, I am proud to be able to say I voted for somebody and not for either Clinton or Trump. Uh, in retrospect, despite my reservations at the time. I would at this point in time, based on what's happened since, uh, the world would be a better place if Hillary had been president. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I wish I, uh, I wish I had the foresight at that time to see what all was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think, I think I'm not alone in uh, in not being confident enough to vote for Hillary over Donald Trump, and so. Uh, I and probably too many other people voted for Gary Johnson, at least the ones in the wrong states, right? The states with all right. the electoral college votes. The, the, the uh, ones that, the one, the states that mattered. Was, yeah. And it, once again, it came down to, it came down to a handful of votes in, was it Michigan or Wisconsin? In Michigan, Ohio, I think. Uh, yeah. There was a few states that were swing states that were, yeah, Michigan, Wisconsin comes to mind. That's what... Don- and Donald Trump claims that he was strategic about going after those states. I have a hard time believing he was that smart. Uh, I think it was uh, the Republican National Committee was somebody was that smart. It wasn't him. Oh no, no the the machine the machine was on it. I think we're going to have to wait until the next episode to define and explain the Electoral College because I think some people kind of know what it is, and other people know what it is. But I don't know how many people know why it is. Yeah, I'm gonna have to hit the old uh, Google before we do that episode. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not prepared to talk about that. I th- I, I know gonna, the broad strokes, but I don't know that need, we, we need we need a whole at least one whole episode for that because it is um, it's 
not fascinating, uh, but it is real, and uh, and we and people need to know why it is here. 2020, Joe Biden beats Donald Trump. I don't really think we need to talk about that one much. That's too recent By in history. By 8 million we, votes. Yeah, we're, we're good to go on that one. Uh, yeah. we, we both, we both voted for Biden, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like old Joe, man. He's, 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 yeah. Yeah. he's a good president. Do I wish he was younger? Hell yeah. You know, but I don't care. Uh, you know, and and I, I'm going to vote for him again. I mean the way not, the way not it's looking. Not voting against Trump. I'm voting for Joe Biden. Now, if Joe Biden does does a switcheroo, which I th- I'm kind of thinking might happen, but I don't know. Uh, I will vote for that person too, and and because there is no fucking way that anyone could get me to vote for Trump. You know, for anything back in 2020, other than prison, uh, I really felt strongly like Joe Biden was uh, old enough at that time that uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he was the you know uh, the 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 presidential candidate who uh, who could beat Trump so that's why he was running and say not maybe Kamala Harris as the front as the as the president right mm-hmm. uh, but I would not have been shocked at all if on day 2 or any other day of Biden's uh, first term if he would have said, you know what, uh, I think I'm going to resign. I'm done. Yeah, um, we've yeah. got, we've got, so we've got a That's highly qualified woman. That's kind of what I expected, man. I, I'm kind of bummed it didn't happen. Uh, not that, not that Kamala Harris has proven herself to be awesome, but she's no, she's she's, she's had the least amount of exposure of yeah. pretty much any any vice president that I uh, I have been around. I am totally uh, okay with him doing that in the second term too. Uh, if, if he, oh yeah, uh, I don't mind but the, but her being. I, we're on we're on the same page there, because I mean, once you know, once again, we go back to he wasn't running. He was retired. He was done. He did his he he did his service. If he wanted to run, he would have run after. You know, in 2012, after, uh, in 2012, but he stepped away. He stepped away for Hillary because he's a team player. He's, I mean, that's, that was it. But he also said, he goes, I, this, I'm done. This was, this was as much as I could do. And so he had stepped away He just stepped away completely and they went and got him. And, uh, I mean, he didn't come, you know, wasn't dragged kicking and screaming, but, you know, he he was not planning on that was not his plan, and he stepped in to do that. I was thoroughly expecting within the first year of him going, yeah, I, I'm I'm going to have to step back. You know, I need you know, to, but, I need we need to go back to 2016 for a second because there's somebody we neglected to factor in here. Mm. Bernie Sanders. Oh, the burn. Oh, that's right. Were you feeling the burn? Because I was feeling the burn. Oh, my God. I would have voted for Bernie. I would, I would, even though he's 90 years old, I would still vote for him. I would have I enthusiastically voted for him. Yes. Uh, I, would, I'm, I am all down for the burn, man. And if the Democratic National Convention hadn't been so focused on Hillary, if they could have seen the enthusiasm amongst the younger voters uh all the voters really uh the uh, i think bernie sanders beats donald trump in 2016 if the dnc can can back that 
uh, I think that happens. Yeah, because he's got no baggage. He's he's right. an open book. Yes. I mean, you know, that's that's he, the beauty. And he's, yes, he and, has been he has been in politics literally his whole life, way longer than than Hillary Clinton was. But you know Hillary what? Clinton you know when spent go, most of her life as a first lady. You know when they go back to like C-SPAN coverage of Congress from back in the '80s, and they look at things like Biden saying things that are totally against the way he he goes now. Uh, right? <laughs> that you can't find that with Bernie Sanders. Like he's been the same he's guy. Usually, he's been. Well, he's got the than, same speech. He's got the same speech. It's on a piece of notebook paper. The one percent quote. But in his suit coat that that he, he just pulls that out. It's kind of it's kind of gray. And he's been the same guy the saying edges. the same things forever. And uh, he, if I didn't know better, I'd say the guy seems to care about the well-being of people in general. I feel like yeah. he actually cares about people. That's that's his that's his deal, man. And that's, you know that's 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 pretty unheard of. Uh, you, yeah, Barack and Obama, I think you know I feel like that was him. Uh, you I, know, it's hard and, to and I think I think John Fetterman is probably going to take over. For Bernie, as far as the the kind of kind of left of center, a little bit of a uh, little bit of a of a, a stand out, but you know, definitely marching to his own drummer. He's uh, the guy, he's the guy who had to agree to dress uh, according to the dress code in Congress, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. he's the gun toting Democrat. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. From Pennsylvania, is that right? Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania? Yeah. yeah. He was and he, he and once again, like Bernie, he was the mayor of a mayor of a town in Pennsylvania. He's the one that beat Doctor Oz, right? Uh-huh. Uh uh despite having had, had a stroke during the uh during the campaign. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So let's not forget that Doctor Oz lost to a stroke victim. I I'm digging that. Digging yeah. that big time. Yeah. Well, I mean Doctor Oz <laughs> and that's another thing we have to talk about from these stuff. Is how the hell do you qualify to be, to be running for a certain state or running? Because Doctor Oz was not from Pennsylvania. No. <laughs> uh, what's his name down in Georgia? The the football dude. He was not from Georgia. He didn't even have an address in Georgia. Oh my god! It's like um, Lauren Boebert. Herschel Walker. Just chain, Herschel Walker did not live in. He lived in Texas. You know, he wasn't even in an adjoining state. At least Doctor Oz, the state adjoined yeah. somewhat. It, 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 you know, they they had a border, New um, Jersey. Yeah, but uh, and Lauren Bober just switched switched uh, districts in in Colorado. It's like, don't did she move? You know what? How do you do this? What the fuck? What is, you know, why do we allow this? Why, you know, why do we let this happen? I mean, supposedly, supposedly naturalized citizens cannot uh, run for president, but, you know, I, I could see that disappearing at some point. So I'm so glad we did this because I came into tonight's recording not super excited to be talking politics. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. I've been listening to n- zero news. Uh, I typically listen to multiple newsy type type podcasts every day. Uh, I have been uh, enthralled with the uh, Stephen King book, and that is all I've been listening to as I drive around. I bucked the trend today because I you talked us into recording tonight. So I went and got myself a little bit educated on border stuff, but I still was not excited to talk border stuff. I'm so glad we did this. Uh, yeah, and 
we didn't really talk that much about where we hit no. it. We hit it kind of. No, I think we were done. It. I mean, this would have been a fifteen-minute yeah. show if that's all we talked about. Yeah. I had nothing more to say about that other than the whole situation makes me sick. Uh, I, I do have one more thing to say. Gogo okay. Bordello, one of my favorite bands uh, to see live. They are an international band, uh, and one of the quotes from one of their songs is, uh, "Borders are scars on the face of the planet." For a love of you, for a love of me. Uh, I firmly believe that, and I wish that anybody, any human in any part of the world had the freedom to live in any part of the world they wanted to live in. I think that should be how the world works. Uh, this song's called Opinion. Okay, now. All right, so when we come back in two weeks, is it Electoral College discussion time? I think, Electoral College, I think, yes. I think, we got we to gotta dig into that. All right, because that is you know we've we've talked about we hit upon that a lot because I will do some research on the electoral college again. I know the broad strokes. Uh, I feel like I could debate it with somebody in its general merits now, um, but history of it and why it exists. I'm I'm excited to uh, to revisit that uh, back from what is it like ninth grade civics class is where I think I learned. Yeah. About it. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, but that was probably whitewashed. So most likely it was coach Sorrentino yep. that taught that. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think, gosh, yeah. am I remembering that right? I don't know. Um, but, uh, he seems like a guy who would have been on the, uh, the right side of the aisle. So, <laughs> um, well, no, they, I mean, they towed the line and that was the official curriculum. Yeah. Uh, was, was whitewashed. So, um, it, 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 uh, I think we're in for a really, a really good call your friends, call your neighbors, everybody to listen to the next, the next round, because, uh, I will guarantee you, I'll put a dollar on the line that you will learn something in the next. Hey now. Oh, that's not, that wasn't opinion. That was, yeah, that was Hey now. Opinion. Yeah. Hey now. That was opinion. Yeah. Thank you for listening. This has been Small Things Considered, a Ranch Hand Records production. Sponsored by What Is It About You, my YouTube channel, uh, presented by uh, Ranch Hand Records. This is where I get to talk to sometimes random strangers, sometimes people I absolutely plan to interview and find out what makes them interesting. This most recent video is all about Claudio Zarpalon, uh, a local Charlottesville celebrity. You will not go to a live music event in Charlottesville without seeing this guy. Uh, he's been putting on metal shows. He decided he wanted to do comedy for the first time. And I said, hey, Claudio, can I please video that and interview you for my YouTube channel? He said, no problem. And he delivered. He's just a guy that is just full of joy and happiness and impresario yeah i love claudio uh I, I follow him on facebook go to the locals uh facebook page we'll put a link to that in the meeting notes or the meeting notes the podcast notes for this episode <laughs> uh there's a link to it from the youtube video as well so go check out what is it about you uh, that's my youtube channel on youtube especially this week's video you will not be disappointed you will come away smiling Yes, find out more at WIIAY.com or RanchAndRecords.com. Links will be provided in the show notes. This show is written 
uh, written in quotes. We didn't write anything. Uh, I did. We, we I've got stuff right here on my pad. I did. I, I did not write. This is the first time in a while I haven't written down anything on this one. Uh, I had so, things written on pad. So Gary wrote. Uh, we produced, researched, and fact this show ourselves. And then Jr. is going to be taking it and editing all of the missing parts in the middle, and then I'll run the QA and tell him what he missed of the missing parts. Yeah, the and edit is where I go in it. and I add all the little uh, sound effects indicating when we are giving facts versus our opinions. Correct. There's going to be a lot of opinions on this one, but some facts as well. Yes, a few facts. Theme song, one. Picture This uh, by To Be Fair, and is available on www.tobefair.com. I will put a link in the podcast notes, of course. Sign up for the Facebook group. And send us your ideas. Send us what you, who you voted for, who you wouldn't vote for, anything. This needs to be discussed amongst adults. I would love to know from our listeners uh, your voting of presidential, your presidential voting history, and maybe you could include the, uh, the times that you voted and you are happy looking back on it, who you voted for, and the times you're not, maybe the ones you regret. Uh, I would love yeah, that. And yeah. And, and yeah, you can do it on the Facebook group. You can also send us that directly via email. Small things. If you, don't want, if you don't want to air it out, we will not be going, oh, look what Cheryl did. You know, we're not going to do that. But we will We will uh, aggregate the information and, and share it with everyone. Small things considered podcast at gmail.com. You can send it to us there if you don't want to put it out on the uh, on the whole Facebook thing. Please subscribe on your favorite platform, like, share, and rate if possible. And don't forget, on weeks when I feel like podcasting, you can find three things with JR. Uh, on uh, If it's going to come out at all, it's going to come out on alternate weeks from Small Things Considered. And as I mentioned earlier, my YouTube channel, What Is It About You? or WIIAY.com. Links will be provided in the podcast notes. For JR, I'm Gary. And for Gary, I'm JR. And just remember, folks, don't sweat the small stuff. Let us consider it.